Because for some reason, the second before I hit record, which we're doing, I was like, in my brain, I was like, what if I did this like Adam Sandler? And I just, in my brain, I was just like, hey, welcome to Never Like, I can't even do Adam Sandler. It's Gabba do we do. Welcome to Never Nothing. I don't know why I made me laugh. But I was like, I can't do it. I don't even know how it sounds, how he sounds. Hi, doobie doobie doo. Hi, yo yo yo. Can you do Adam Sandler? No, I don't think I can. Try. Uh, I chop it broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> a little Nicky. I know you Scooby Dooby Doo. <laughs> like that. Right? Nicky. Hi, little Nicky. <laughs> oh, doobie doo. If you had to rank the worst Adam Sandler movie, is it Little Nicky? That's my top. No, that's my top. That's, that's my the top. best movie. That's the best one. <laughs> it's bonkers. The the fact that it got made is crazy. The premise is amazing. Well, he was just riding the wave at that point. He was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna make this movie." I think he'd made like a 32. I think he had like a like a 10 movie deal. Yeah, with like his larger than pants productions or whatever it is. <laughs> Is that the name of his and this is like the it's Paramount Sandler where he's putting in all of his not funny friends. And you're like, these guys again? Like they're literally in no other things. Yeah. Except Adam Sandler movies. And they're kind of ugly and they're not funny. And like they're all you could tell that they're like trying to impress him, you know? <laughs> it's like the like one famous friend. I don't know if you like Nate Bargetzi, but he's a he's like one of these comedians that I like a lot. And I've really watched his his Career. Is that the guy that takes his shirt off all the time? No, no, that's Burt Kreischer. That guy's the nightmare. Oh, that Bart guy. Yeah, he's right. like the polar opposite of that guy. He, okay. he, he does, it's clean comedy. It's very thoughtful. It's kind of hokey. Um, like okey hokey. But like he, I watched his ascent. Like I went and saw him in like Rutgers and like eight years ago. No one would go with me. Now he's doing like the Tacoma Dome. Like he's, he's huge. Uh, I, I, dude, I don't know where my brain's at right now. <laughs> Is that still around? I don't know. I, I hope know. so. Anyway, I'm, uh, the, the fact of the matter is, is he's got a podcast. It's kind of unlistenable because he has like three other comedians on it. And they're hmm. always kind of just kissing his ass. You know, like they're try- it's like they're trying to do a show for him. Yeah. And then he kind of just puts them down a little bit. Like, like he, he right, feeds into it. Not saying this is exactly Adam Sandler, but little Nicky's like, that's how that movie feels. I'm like, is anyone in this movie that isn't like trying to kiss your ass that isn't actually famous? Sure. So, and that's also just a crazy movie. And I don't think it would ever get made now. I don't think any of his movies would ever get made now. <laughs> really? I don't know. I like, I, well, yeah, I mean, I bet you could, you, they're, they're, well, because they're all like beer commercials. It's all like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Like they're all like tits and pools and stuff. Like that. I don't, none of his movies, I can't tell them apart. Like I yeah. Can't. And there's a, all the, and I know that the one through line is that Rob Schneider's going to show up and do something racist. Yeah. So that's that. That's a guy who couldn't make any movies now. His his movies, the Gigolo ones. Oof. He couldn't make any movies to begin with. Yeah. 
Uh, like he's lucky. He's he's lucky. He's friends with Adam Sandler because he probably is the one that got him to be able to do like his own couple movies that he did. I gotta tell you, listen to this. Listen to Little Nicky. Listen to this cast: Adam Sandler, Patricia Arquette, Harvey Keitel, hmm. Reese Ifans, the guy from uh, Notting Hill. Oh, yeah. Yep, great guy. I love that guy. Yep. Uh, Tiny Lister, mm-hmm. Kevin Nealon. John Lovitz, the great, my favorite SNL cast member of all time. <laughs> Acting. <laughs> I can't do him either. <laughs> I should do Firmly um, underrated. I should under, do, or underappreciated. One of the greatest. I love him so much. I would like for me, for just, I would like this of me, of myself, as a request of me, to do a conversation, not unlike the style of a, uh, What's that one where you have restaurants with Algernon or something? What's that one? Dinner with whatever. Wallace Shawn. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, Dinner yeah, with Rudy yeah. or something. You know, a conversationalist, a conversation like a David Mammoth style picture, black and white, where I'm impersonating both John Lovitz and Adam Sandler in conversation. <laughs> Dual screen. <laughs> full makeup. It's at a raised pizza. In 1992, when they're both at the peak of their Saturday Night Live success, <laughs> what do you say? Will you direct it? Do it. Will you do I'll it? film it. You'll film it. Great. Scooby Dooby Doo, George here. Acting. <laughs> I can't. Even... I love it. I'm John Lovitz. Hi, John I Lovitz. I have to say, actually, <laughs> John Lovitz here. Hi, hi, little Nikki. You think this movie's gonna take off, Adam? I think I will do pretty good, I know it. <laughs> oh, why it makes me laugh so much. <sighs> it's only just, funny because it's bad. Yeah. I should go do with you. Oh, man. Ooh, go back boy. and watch that one. You gotta... Do you do, no, you, do you have a, is there a, is there a little Nikki one? I probably wouldn't either. I, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I don't think there's there, any uh, there any a... Sandler movies I'm going back to watch. Wow, yeah, this guy. Ooh. Maybe Punch Drunk Love. I I always liked that one. I thought that one I was... liked it when I saw it. I don't know if I'd still like it. And I didn't yeah. see Uncut Gems, which I think people enjoy. Right, that's a good one. Oh yeah, that's true. I'm not anti Adam Sandler. Like I think movie, he... that's not his movie though, right? Like he's just in that movie. Oh, you mean movies he made? Whoa. Yeah, they kind of like Adam Sandler movies. I mean, I mean, I mean, you can you can sort of uh, you, uh, you can like throw the them all Parker in. Or, sure, I, I don't. But I'm just. I always think about like the movies that, because he just he made them all his movies. Yeah, what was his like? It's like Little Pants or something. Is his production company? I can't remember. Yeah, uh, I want to see. Let's see. Uh, Happy Madison, of course. I'm so stupid. Oh right. Uh, Happy Madison Productions made Joe Dirt, which I actually love. I love Joe Dirt. Uh, Eight Crazy Nights. Was that a cartoon? Probably. The Longest Yard. Yeah. I didn't see that. Lots of and, sports movies. And now I pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Oof, that's That one's going to go over well. <laughs> Kevin James is just like, I don't understand that guy at all. I don't understand who he's funny to. I don't even know if he is funny to people. I think people just are like, he's fat. I'm fat. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he, I like he to, hit. A certain demographic when he did the King of Queens, right? And then it was sort of like it—it it wasn't funny, but it people enjoyed that 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 comedy show. I'm not against the King of Queens. I guess yeah, I'll give him fine. That. It, I don't find not, it funny, but I, I'll give him that. Right. It's uh, yeah. I don't think it's like a hilarious 
uh, sitcom, but it's but I think it resonated with a lot of people. You're right. I think my favorite Adam Sandler production is Hustle, which hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, you did. So, and he made that. I gotta yep, say, okay. Sandler, you know what? Like, man, his movies gross a lot of money. He must be incredibly rich. Yeah, man. Listen, I mean, no disrespect to the whole his whole career and the whole thing. He's he's you know. He's in demand. People pay him. Netflix paid him a shitload of money to make a whole bunch of terrible movies, too. Yeah. So I liked the one with Aniston. The first one, where they're like... Just go with it? Yeah, the one where they're like... They have to become spies or something. Oh, that one. Yeah. Oh, I never watched that. Oh, it's not bad. Oh, interesting. You know, it's hard to find the movie that you and your wife are going to just be like... Like, I can find a lot of movies that like I want to watch that Kristen will sit through, but it's rare that it's the other way around. Yeah. That was one. Okay. I was the Kevin James in that situation. Is that his name? Kevin James? <laughs> I was like, whatever. I guess I, I guess I watch this. Whatever. <laughs> Keep it down, down there, Dad. Jerry Sanders. I, in the I don't know what you're Jerry about. Sanders in the basement. Is that the thing? On the King of Queens? What didn't Jerry Sa- Jerry Jerry? St- oh, Stiller. Stiller? Yeah, yeah. 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 In my sure. Jerry Seinfeld is <laughs> In my version. Why can I? No, no. I'm not doing another impersonation. <laughs> not a pick. It's not a pick. That's as close as I can get. <laughs> I didn't get it at first, but no, that was good. You remember that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's yeah. my favorite. The fact that you, the fact that you know a line from a Seinfeld show, like, uh, like, uh, blows blows me away. Why? You know, I didn't think you, you watch Seinfeld at all. Oh, I love Seinfeld. I always, I'm. I've been watching Seinfeld. Uh, consistently since it came on TV. Wow! Like it's always, think, it's always, it's always, it's always on. That's the other thing. Me and my wife can watch anytime. Yeah, we will watch it like before bed. You want to just do Seinfeld? Great, it's wonderful. Hmm, nice. Yeah. I have a, I have a good friend in Seattle, and all he does, he he watches a lot of TV and and movies and everything, and it's like one of our common threads that we talk about all the time. But he goes back and he'll watch old uh, sitcoms. That's a, I like this guy. Who is this guy? Oh, Josh Springer. He's awesome. Oh man, you, you would like you would like him. You guys would get along. Um, that's but my, I remember that's that like my years cup ago. Of tea. That's my cup of tea. I like this like, guy. Like not even ten years ago, he he. We were talking about. It. I was like, oh, what are you watching now? And he's like, Wings. Woof. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, I've gone back and watching Wings. He's like, it's great. I love it. But so since then, he's just he just kind of goes back and watches like old sitcoms because they're just he just enjoys them. They're great. You know, they're I funny. I I mean, I go back and watch old movies like i watched shattered glass the other night like a 2000 that is it's the 2002 movie about stanley glass it was made by that guy uh he does like a bunch of like non-fiction movies uh it's a uh, peter skarsgård chloe Zevigny, uh christian haydenson uh it's about a guy that uh fabricated a bunch of stories on the, for the new republic uh and it's really good it was mm. really fun to watch uh as far as old sitcoms, do you watch a lot of? I, I'm no, trying to think. About I don't. It. I can't go back and watch. Like I, like you were saying, like if they come on, like it's Seinfeld or if it's even The Office. I I used to a little bit more so, but like I, I've never I just seen the I can't go that far back. I've never seen The Office. I've never watched The Office. I, the old I, one or it, the new one. I've like I, I don't get any of the references when people say them. Yeah, I know the one thing's the Dunder Mifflins. Yeah, I know that there's that. I know guys named Jim. Mm-hmm. 
and I know Steve Carell's on it, and I know Rain Wilson's on it. I know a lot of people came from that show, yeah. Mindy Kaling, but I've never seen it. Like I've seen, it's, of course, it's impossible not to have seen it, like in a waiting room or sure. through channels. But I don't know what happens. I don't know who gets married, who's the boss. I never can tell who the boss is. I know the song. It's Tony Danza. Okay. Yeah, so I've never done an office. I never did the office. I've tried to do the British one, and I just I just can't Dude. do it. It's so it's so cringeworthy. I love Ricky Gervais, and I, I think, do too. And I think Extras is one of the best shows ever made. Oh, I loved Extras. Yeah, but I'm I think I loved Extras it. more than anything else he's ever done. Me too. I've I've rewatched Extras a, a number of times. Mm. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Depressing yeah. little fat man. <laughs> David Bowie just <laughs> destroys him at a dinner party. I could watch that forever. <laughs> oh man, yeah, but I can't watch. I couldn't watch. I couldn't watch the British Office. I just, I couldn't. Like, it's just, it's so dry and so cringe, cringy. Like, what? And I, and I, and like, I get it. I think for the most part, like, like what they're doing and stuff. But I just, I was like, it's so, it's so tough to watch. It's like, it's just watching like someone just. Scraping their nails on a chalkboard like for thirty minutes. I'm interested you say that because I love uncomfortable television. Like I love Nathan for you. Yeah. I love I think you should leave. Like I, I'm I'm yeah, to- you do. I'm totally yeah. fine with that, but I'm a hundred percent with you. The office for some reason, like And maybe because I don't get the references or those jokes because they're they're more British jokes, like and I don't maybe understand all of them. I guess I just don't find like I, I, I think you have to watch it and then you're like, this guy's wretched. But like you love him through his faults, and right. I think that it didn't work in the U.S. that way because we're too like, I don't like you can't love something that isn't perfect. So we made him Steve Carell, you know. That's just like, we're like we can love something that's, he's perfect, you know. Yeah, that's I mean, he he was perfect in that. That's my guess. Yeah, I guess so. I, yeah. But a lot of people seem to love it, you know, from in the states though, and, and I, I don't know. I just let's pretend like, this I, is a Ringer podcast. Rank your top five sitcoms oh all time. Starting with New Heart and ending with New Heart. <laughs> new Heart. <laughs> oh, it was just a dream. <laughs> just a dream. I used to read Word of Magazine. What if that's how the next slide was? That's where Biggie got it from. New oh heart. man! New heart. Spoiler alert: an entire <laughs> show's a dream. <laughs> an entire show's a dream from another show. <laughs> you wasted eight years of your life. Those people don't exist. Larry, David, and David, or whatever they're called, cousin Larry, Bot. What do they call? Oh Larry, yeah, uh, brother Larry, Daryl. Ma- yeah, they don't brother exist. Daryl. Yeah, they don't exist. The guy from Bosom Buddies doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. None of them exist. Yeah. That little smoke show wife of his doesn't exist. Oh, what was her name? It was, um, oh, I don't know, but yeah, uh, that was some, that was some middle school masturbatory material for you. <laughs> hey, I could say that cause she wasn't real. I can't be me too. It was a dream. It was a dream. It was a dream. I no, wasn't wait, wasn't she the real uh No, not his wife, the the the, the nerd's wife, the the rich one. Oh, Super the blonde, blonde one or whatever? Super blonde, yeah. Yeah. That was my Samantha Fox era, you know. Yeah, oh yeah. 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 Bet you I could conjure Samantha Fox up in a dream if I tried hard enough. 
Oh, for sure. I'm going to do it. I'm working in in, <laughs> in England in 1985. Samantha Fox in full force. Julia Duffy. Yeah. She's, is she dead? I know that one guy's dead. Who's the one guy? No, she's not dead. Like the, her husband. God. Oh, Julia did, Duffy. Peter Scolari. Julia Duffy. Oh, he just died. Yeah, that's what I said. I, I wouldn't kick Julia Duffy out of bed right now. <laughs> <laughs> kick her out of bed. What a gross thing to say. <laughs> Are you recycling all materials <laughs> so soon? Yeah, I know. Uh, she was on Designing Women, too. Was she? What do you know? I guess she, uh, she a replacement for... Uh... Oh, yeah, probably for uh, Delta Burke. They were like, we need somebody that people know. And Delta Burke right. got all huffy on that show because she was married to the guy from, from uh, Gerald McCreary. Yeah, that mean guy. Yeah, yeah Simon and Simon. Yeah, Simon, Simon. Ah, fuck that guy. <laughs> I fucking hate him. Whenever I see him, I'm like, he's going to talk down to me in like an old timey voice. It's like, get the fuck out of here. Stop. Oh, <laughs> God. It's like a teacher that like makes you feel like you're not going to get suspended, but then suspends you anyway. That's that guy. Right. Hate him. Anyway, what were we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Uh. Well, oh, yeah. Top 10 sitcoms. <laughs> Are we really doing this? Yeah, yeah. I want to know your top 10. Oof. Uh, Number one. Okay, so I think, I think for the longest time, and I even I may have even told you about this before. Uh, I thought Cheers was like the greatest show ever made. Right. This is also I will say this has to be a sitcom. There has to be a live studio audience. Uh, do they have live studio audiences anymore? I or yeah, or versions of like a or, like or a live office track. stuff. I don't think they did a live not studio. Not a sitcom. Audience. Not a sitcom. Then doesn't count. Can't uh, can't count it. All right. Uh, so Cheers counts. Cheers counts. Uh, so cheers. I, but I think, I think Seinfeld beats cheers now easily. Like it's not even close. And I even wrote a paper in college about how cheers was like the greatest show ever made. Wow. Um, did you get a C minus? No, I got a fucking a plus on that. An bitch. A plus. On Damn, a I fucking crushed it. Wow. Wow. Crushed it. Talk about I what so you much know. research. I did Talk so much research you know. and like in depth, like analysis and the whole thing. It was amazing. It was like the greatest paper I ever read. I couldn't, I, I, I peaked. I, I can never, I can never top that. Okay. Uh, but it's Seinfeld, hands down. I, I um, agreed. Huh? Agreed. I said. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, I'm try. I, I know I'm. Yes, yeah, he's studio audience, so that gets that gets. That's where it. Uh, after that, like I don't know if is you it, have many shows it, studio audiences is it, is after it, Seinfeld. Is it Becker? Let's <laughs> <laughs> go right. Hey, man, I like Becker. Becker what about Night underrated. Court? Night Court, I'd put in there. Who's Night the boss? Three's Company, All in the Family, any of the black shows for sure. Those are all winners. Oh, good times for me. Good times, one hundred percent. Good times. I used to watch on my grandma's like black and white TV. Like good mm-hmm. times is great. And, and, and the Jeffersons was Jeffersons also amazing. And the laugh track helps because those those audiences like would would like go on for like a two minute thing, and then George Jefferson would play into it. What's his name? I can't remember. Uh, he'd play into the laughs. Yeah. If you like, so then it's like becomes like a live show, and that's like, and I think that Kramer has that same thing. Like Kramer, like plays a little bit into the, into the audience, and that's what a, that's what a good sitcom is to me. Is like a show where the audience is 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 like kind of taking over by like how much they're laughing. 
That makes sense. Come and knock on our door. Is Chris still there? Or did he push pause on his microphone? He must have. Boo doop, be doop, boop. Chris is back. (laughs) 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 Oh my God. Am I going to have to say this is for a third fucking time now? Yes, please. Uh, Well, I was muted and you were singing the Three's Company song or song. Yeah. I actually was trying to tell you that I watched an episode of Three's Company last night. Is it problematic? Uh, yeah, the, the kids were trying to hook up Mr. Furley with, uh, some woman who I think was like, probably had an ulterior motive to try to buy the apartments and turn and like tear it down or something like that. Which one, Mr. Furley or Mr. Roper? Mr. Furley. Mm, Dot nuts. And it was also Terry. So, uh, uh, Chrissy was gone and it was Terry. I'm I'm good with, wait, Dot nuts came after the Ropers? Yeah. Wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah. 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 They were the originals. And then I love Don Knotts. Great replacement, but I think I'm a Roper truther. Yeah, because Mrs. Roper too was great. Yeah, I don't like care there was about a great her. balance between those two, the playing off each other. That yeah, was, that oh, was, she's the star of the show. I mean, there yeah. and he breaks the fourth wall again. Another example of somebody using the audience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait, didn't they? They got their own spinoff, didn't they? The they Ropers. Did the Ropers, and it had uh, that guy Je- Jeffrey, whatever the tall guy that's whiny who like plays the transsexual on the show. Oh, Tambor. Tambor. Yeah, he was like a terrible next door neighbor. He's great. Mm-hmm. I watched the Ropers. Uh, let me see. Um, what about Silver Spoons? Yeah, Silver Spoons is great. Was uh, wait, what did I just think of? There was another show I was thinking of. Growing to, Pains. I don't know if I had a studio audience. Um, Growing Pains definitely is in there for me. Loved Growing Pains. That's the one with with Kirk Cameron, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that one. Oh, you know, honestly, I I know you're not gonna like this one. You never watched it. Uh, but I think it's uh, hugely underappreciated. Is The Big Bang Theory. Fuck you, dude. And, and more recent. God, kill me. You're, and I'm sure they had a studio audience. Okay, nerd. <laughs> yeah. They do a great job uh, with, like, nerdy humor. Uh, uh, I appreciate uh, it. Like, it, I think that's really hard to do. Like, with science uh, and nerdisms and, like, you know, comic uh, books and all that stuff. And they'd, like... Cool. Ugh, I thought it was good. They did a good job. Cool. Modern Family... I don't know if Modern Family didn't have a studio audience. No, doesn't count. And yeah. Well, that's Big Bang. What did you watch? So I Married Your Mother? Is that your second favorite show? And then Two and a Half Men? You <laughs> no, fucking no. bolt. Those are the stupidest shows. Can't believe you watch. Uh, WKRP like, in Cincinnati. You're a Two and a Half Men guy, aren't you? No. Yeah, you no, are. No. Yeah, you are. No. Man, I'm not. Man, definitely man, not. Man, 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 man. <laughs> uh... <laughs> that you know the song is just uh, married with children oh married with children is great that's it that's got to be in the sick right that's a sitcom yeah i bet you there's british ones i like i like like the it crowd i don't know if you ever watched that one i never did oh it's so good that's Mm. probably my favorite british sitcom i didn't know it was a british one either yeah well they tried to remake it with like joel McHale in the u.s but didn't go didn't work it's so good Mm. One one of the best bbc shows uh, not to sound too snooty, but you're over there talking about 30 Rock or whatever. <laughs> Third Rock from the Sun. You're like, you know, it does space aliens really well. And it's hard to do alien humor. Yeah, they were Third good. Third Rock from the Sun. Uh, you know, uh, Scrubs wasn't a studio audience, was it? No, it's right there, though. It's like yeah. so close. I feel like half of it was like studio audience, and the other half wasn't. What about Martin? Martin's a good one. 
Oh yeah, Martin was good. What about Cosby? Did you ever see Cosby? <laughs> <laughs> Here he's doing things. Here he's coming. <laughs> Watch out for this Bill Cosby guy. Mm-hmm. Here he's gonna be good. All right, Chris, we've killed enough time. Uh, you want to talk about sports? Sure. We're like we're really doing it up. We're like a drive time show today. <laughs> we're, we're, just... we're Brock and Salt coming in live from whatever, right? That's the thing. Uh... <laughs> Wait, how do you know that name? Don't worry about it. You've been listening to Seattle Sports Radio? Don't worry about it. Don't worry. <laughs> Someone I know said that, they, that our show reminded us of, of them of that show, and I was offended. Wait, what? Yeah. So it was just a couple guys talking about sports. And, wow. And, but also bringing like, their families and stuff into it. Can you believe that? I'm insulted. Hmm. Oh, was Community a studio audience? No. Oh, okay. Greatest show ever made, hands down. Yeah. Uh, yeah, by, by, by far the greatest. Although they pulled the, my favorite episode off. This is problematic, I guess. No, I think we've talked about this before, yeah. We didn't. But uh, it, it was. Um, Chris. Uh-huh. The NBA draft happened. Yeah. Uh, Wemby. <laughs> Wemby's the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see him throw out the first pitch? I did. What'd you think? Good form? Sure. Pretty good, right? Yeah, it's fine. I think he's going to be a great pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. People are like, I can't. Oh, he's going to be terrible. It's like, he's not a pitcher. What do you mean? Like, not everyone can be Michaela Maroney. Like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I... I think I, he's going to suck as a basketball player, but I... But I... What, uh, who cares? You know, like... This is... Like, I don't understand that his frame. It looks insane. He looks like he... He looks like a fragile stork. I don't understand how he could be a professional athlete. But he is. So, I'll be... I mean, Manu Bull... He, I don't think he had a ton of injuries in his career, did he? Like, he figured, he just, you know, he was very thin and very yeah, tall. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, who's to say Wemby can't make it? Chet can go fuck himself. But I, I, I think Wemby could be the guy. Well, know. yeah, so I, that's an interesting uh, question then. Like, do you, do you think he's, you know, do you, are you putting him on more on par with, with Chet? You know, like, with I, your expectations of his, of his talent okay, and stuff so like this? I don't even know. Like, the, the stuff I've seen from France League or whatever looks pretty good. Um. And I'm not going to be fooled again by another Luca and be like, that's not the same competition because clearly, like, <clears throat> international competition is very, is, is good. Um, <laughs> I d- the only reason I want him to fail is because everyone's like talking about him being a generational talent. A generational <laughs> talent means he's like the best of his generation. So, like, that would put him <laughs> like, it'd be Jordan, LeBron, Wemby. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's insane to me to hear generational talent. Like I, like I. So I, the hater in me is just like I want him to fail, so that at literally every sports writer eats their balls. But if that means he can't get hurt, he has to just suck. So, yeah. So I'm hoping he sucks. Like I'm hoping he's like a unplayable suckage. That's sad. Well, also fuck the Spurs. Like, why did the Sixers have to get fucking punished for doing exactly what the Spurs have done the last couple of years with the same coach, mind you? Brett Brown sitting right there. So I, 
I like I and they're like, oh, I'm glad the Spurs are going to be competitive again. It's like fuck the Spurs. I'm back to fuck the Spurs, which is where <laughs> I started my life. Then I started respecting them. I liked when they beat LeBron, but I'm fully back to fuck the Spurs. Like a hundred percent, fuck the Spurs. Fuck Wemby. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. Pop. Fuck them okay. all. Okay. So I, I have a, I have one takeaway uh, that I'll get to about the whole the draft in general because this it'll sort of influence maybe the answer to this question I'm going to ask you is. Do you have any, what's your sort of like best takeaway or like, or, or, or the player you're most excited for now that you've, you've sort of seen them or learned about them now, the, like the, the draft pick you're most excited for, or do you have, you have a sort of favorites now coming out of the draft? I feel like we usually do. So I like, I've only been like, I've only done like a, a little bit. I haven't like watched any film back or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah but I don't even care about that. I, w- I was a big I was a big Anthony well, Black you guy. You seem to grab a hold of someone. I was, I was Anthony Black going into the draft. Mm, okay. Um, I don't love that he's going to just replace Markel Fultz, or that's the plan. Like I don't love where he ended up, but I, yeah, I like that kid. From what I understand, he's like got an interesting background, really smart. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. I think kids that are are raised by athletes tend to be great athletes. Um, mm-hmm. So I like him, and I also like the Thompson twins. I have bet on both of them to win Rookie of the Year. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else that like really got me going. I don't think I don't think I've done enough research to. I mean, <laughs> I go back and forth on Grady Dick. I hated him in college, but like <laughs> the weirder he is, you like that? Yeah, I like how I like how he's just getting weirder. You know, like uh-huh. like he he does like a Donald Duck impersonation. Oh, uh, also, like I, I don't, I can't get any more out on him than, than I, I just the more I see him, the more I'm just like, oh my fucking god, with this guy. Yeah, well, that's your, that's, that's your, uh, that's your thing. I, yeah. I think that's fine. I like uh, Amani Bates too, uh, who went to Cleveland. I think he's like one of the players that I enjoyed watching in in college. But I don't. Besides that, I don't really. What do you? Who do you like? So there was a couple guys. Um, that I was, I was actually kind of hoping to just as, as, as a, um, as a pseudo Nets fan that the, the, the guys fell to them and I wanted them to draft them. Uh, and one of them is Nick Smith Jr. Who is also an Arkansas guy. I'm looking for him in the draft. He was drafted by, uh, Charlotte 27. He's kind of a combo guard. He could have had, he, he had him. Um, super exciting. He, he had, I think he had an injury and stuff, so he, he didn't play like half the season, but, but the more I learned about him, the realized that like he was probably a lottery, uh, round talent, but because of injuries and whatever else that like kind of, he fell, hmm. but he looks super like, he's just one of those kind of combo guards who like can get to the rim. He's not a great shooter, but he's super athletic. Those kind of guys. I mean, I like those kind of guys too. Um, I have a type. Uh, it's usually the, it's usually the stretch fours or these kind of like combo guards. Um, so Nick Smith is a guy I'm, I'm super excited about the Charlotte draft. Actually, they, I think they drafted really well. They did a really good job. So I, I think, I think that like everybody moved to scoot and I, and I, and Brandon Miller where the people went off of him, I think because of like some off field activities, mostly Mm -hmm. right. Right. Who cares? What do the Hornets have to lose? If he's the most talented player, like let's go, you know? Yeah. Uh, I do like the Thompson twins. They're great. Um, and also, uh, Jerace Walker, the guy from Houston. Oh, yeah. He's amazing. 
he looks he yeah he's incredible i i'm i'm looking forward to seeing him um where did he are, he, he ended up in uh indiana, though, i think yeah. no he didn't he end up in with the pistons no it's indiana i thought he got traded to the pistons maybe i'm crazy you're crazy okay yeah um and i can't i'm actually i'm actually a little excited I, the more I, I i do a little more research on the on the two nets picks and i'm a little the one guy's a project, the center power forward guy from Alabama, but uh, the other guy from Duke uh, who had like two foot surgeries, um, Derek Whitehead, um, was also potentially uh, a lottery, like a high lottery selection if he didn't get, he didn't have these injury histories. So you're, you're all in on this Nets draft. Uh, I'm not all in on it, but I'm, I'm more excited than I was going into it or actually after once they drafted the guys. And now I'm looking at those guys. Cause like they've, they've done this before with Karis Levert with taking a seriously injured guy and with their, with their uh, medical teams and stuff that they're, I'm confident that they can sort of get him healed and back. And he's, he's super uber talented. Uh, um, a, so I'm I, excited to see if like, maybe, you know, he, he could be a bit of a steal of the draft. Uh, do you want to know who I think is going to be a net before the year's over? Oh yeah, tell me. Grant Williams. Ew. Sorry, dude. It's happening. Uh, you know, I'm okay with it. I it's, like him. I think yeah. I, he's a good fit. I think he like brings a little bit of like wildness. He's still young and he's got tons of experience. And the pit, the the Boston doesn't know what to do with him. He like Missoula clearly hates him. Well, they can't. Yeah, they, they can't use him anymore. And he's besties uh, with he's besties with Mikael Bridges. And I think that there's. Uh, like they go to libs games together. They would actually, you know, what he would actually be really good on the on perfect the fit, right? Like that's. Yep. I don't do a lot of like predict. I don't do a trade machine or anything like that. But he's available. <laughs> the Nets have money. Like I think he's the like I think he plus like he and Mikhail would play well. Like he just fits the squad. He's yeah. like he's like the the vet they need. Like not an old vet. Like just a you know somebody who's got some. Yeah. some and that kind there. of that kind of multi talented or that multi dimensional role guy who can you know. Um, he's, I actually like the way Boston used him too. Um, he's, you know, he's fairly tough defensively. He, he can, can hit shoot a three. Yeah. 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 He's kind of like the new, uh, PJ Tucker. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love those guys too. Actually. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, so I like, that's my prediction for the Nets. I'm like, uh, I can, I can love the Nets again if they do a couple of the right things this season. Okay. But, and Ben Simmons ain't one of them. <laughs> Well, yeah, they got, yeah, they, I, I, they do need to make a trade. I just don't know who they need to make a trade for. Fucking Dame, Dame. Yeah, that's the too easy one though. I don't yeah. know if that's going to happen or not. Um, well, I mean, like, what's, right. what? What? I think then you go for. I think you go for Van Vliet. You send fucking. You send right. He's not. He's a free agent, so it's not really a trade, right? So yeah, you don't. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't really work. You gotta get Simmons out of there. I don't know who's he gonna go to. Fucking Spurs. Send him to the Spurs. Hmm. Spurs have to have somebody you want. Sohan. <laughs> uh, they might have somebody. Yeah, I don't know. Capperleaf? There's only one player that I want on the Philadelphia 76ers, and I don't know why it's that hard to do. Who's Seems that? easy. You trade fucking Tobias's expiring mm-hmm. and maybe like a second to, to Chicago. Levine? Dude, Levine. I don't know. Who are you talking about? DeMar DeRozan. Oh, DeRozan. They're not doing that. DeRozan. Chicago ain't doing that. Why? They don't want Tobias. It's his expi he's got an expiring. Yeah, but Chicago's like Chicago's weird, man. They're not doing they they just re signed Vucevic for like three years and twenty million dollars. And like what the fuck are you guys doing? No sense to me. 
this team is dumb. What they don't do. want to trade anybody. They, they, I think they overvalued. No one own. wants that guy. They're like, they're, they're like, oh, we tried to trade him. No one wants him. So let's give him max. Like, yeah. it's weird. Yeah. They suck. Levine sucks. Levine is like, Levine could score 25 on any bad team. Sure. Yeah. That's why I don't like this conversation. Like Jeremy Grant, Jordan Poole, all these fucking players that like, sure, on a shitty team, they can score 26 points and maybe make an all-star team. Yeah. But like on a real team, they're not going to fucking do that. So what does that say about their character? Like, it's just, I don't, I don't want anyone like that on my team. I don't want anyone fucking named Jeremy with an I. I don't like, I don't want Zach Levine. Like none of those players make you better. Yeah. Regardless of their stats. Yeah. They should definitely be trading and blowing that whole team up and trying it again because, well, they also have the fucking, I, I think he's the worst fucking coach, like the most overrated coach of all time too. Um, and I can't even think of his fucking name now, Billy but, Donovan? uh, huh? Billy Donovan. Yeah. Billy Donovan. He's fucking whack, dude. He's terrible. He's so whack. He sucked in the NBA and he stuck to get yeah. in the NBA. Yeah. He's like, he's like the fucking Mike Dunleavy. It's like, what, like, what are we doing here? Yeah, seriously. All right. My, my one takeaway, and this, this is because I, this is problematic because we were just talking about players. Uh, we don't know what team they're on or who drafted what's enough. And it's like, can we get rid of this whole, like announcing trades, like draft it's trades? A big, it's a big issue. I think I've heard it on a couple of podcasts. <clears throat> I, didn't watch the dra- I didn't watch the draft. But uh, uh, people are like, this is this broadcast is just so dumb, so broken. the The argument I heard, which is actually Ryan Rosillo, so kill me, but <laughs> he was like, people watching the NBA draft are not the same people watching the All Star Game or the NBA Finals. Like, yeah, these are people who are interested in off season basketball moves, yeah. trades. So yeah. treat the fucking audience like the people they are. Yeah, stop trying to make it this production for like every no one's. No one's, it's not even no a production. No one's, no, one's like it's just, on, no one's flipping on the draft on a Thursday to watch four hours, like uh, like on a whim, the way that you would yeah. watch The Office or whatever. Like it's right. it's right. it's 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 what do they call it? Something viewing, like pro- pointed Prime viewing. viewing. No, no. When when you're like when you like schedule to watch something, like I can't remember what it's called. Oh yeah, yeah. I know, appointment I viewing. Yeah, appointment. It's, it's yeah. appointment viewing, right? So then treat it like analytics have clearly become the thing. Like people are talking about summer league right now. Like how the fuck do they not understand? Like do this with like the right people and like, and have like a real production that's geared towards like analytics trades, what this means, what that means. And just have nerds on there. Like, and just and give them the right agree. fucking hat when they're drafted. <laughs> that's, a true, that's a good, that, that makes no sense to me. I don't even know why they like do the hat. The dude was wearing the fucking Washington Wizards hat, and they're like, but they were talking about how he was going to go to fucking. He was playing how he's going to fit in, in Indiana. Why do they even do the hat? The hat is so dumb. It doesn't fit on anyone's head. It's always the ugliest hat. It doesn't like. It's it's like always like a like a weird box brim Walmart hat that no one can fit on their head. Because it's all about. It's just like they got to get the picture with the team, but it's all. It's not the right team. I know. It's annoying. It's just so stupid. It's annoying. And then they, they, they announced the trade like five picks later. And then, it, you know, everyone's like, and then everyone has to like re talk about it because well, then all oh, now he's on the new team, I even though everyone's already I just talked about like, how he's not being with this team what, because fucking Woj dropped another fucking bomb what, what, five minutes before the pick. Yeah, in the toilet. What does it mean to these players to like, what's, what's, what's meaningful about these interviews? There's nothing new to any of them. Like, nothing, how do you I'll, feel? How do you feel about going to a team like to the you know, Chicago Bulls? It's like, I didn't know I was going to them. I don't really know their team. Like, how much do you, like, I don't know how much you want me to know about all of these yeah. teams. 
what do you like? What do you really want? And they're like, well, I don't know. Let's ask your uncle, a guy who's <laughs> literally never been on TV before. <laughs> That'll make good TV. It's just a deer in headlights <laughs> from here. fucking Mobile. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, it's just dumb. Like, I just don't like. I would just have Chiron's graphics, Kevin O'Connor, and fucking whoever, like you know, the draft experts, just up there talking. And when the trades happen, analyze the trades. And and then maybe do interviews of the first rounders in the second round, so you have some content. Oh, that's actually not a bad idea. Well, they're probably not sticking around what long enough. What the fuck? To do that. Make them stick around. Fuck them. <laughs> Part of the deal. Here's here's what I I, I will say. Uh, and fuck Kevin O'Connor. Like seriously. Um, but I, I'm just saying, like a, a nerd that people like. But here's but he, I'll tell draft. you this though. The the this this ESPN draft cast and crew. Was I thought was like the best they've ever had. I don't even know who it was. It was so Malika Andrews was was the host. Love, who I love, and then um, oh my god, um, Andrea Carter, who I don't know if you know her, but she does a lot of she'll do like sort of NBA sidelines, and Andrea, then she'll do WNBA. Andrea Kramer, huh? Andrea Kramer. <laughs> no, 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 no. For no, no, the no. old son, Andrea old sports, Carter, old sports center. Look her up and start watching her. Start paying attention to her because she does she does studio WNBA. She does WNBA games. She is probably the best person on ESPN right now. She is fucking amazing. She will break down. She broke down every single fucking draft pick, like better than anybody else has ever has. Like she puts in the work. She's amazing. She's she's incredible. If she is not like the next big ESPN star, I'm. If you I'm gonna, fucking say what, the words JJ Reddick to me in the next ten seconds, I will. JJ Reddick, JJ Reddick brought just a little bit something that they haven't had in a long a time. It's proud, just a little bit different a little perspective. Proud boy, a little proud boy perspective. Yeah, a little. Yeah, yeah. a little. A little. You yeah. know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. A little. A little. And then you know, and then you got, tattoo. and then you got Jay Billis, who fine. He's just sort of the old old head kind of there, but you know, it started. He goes through the motions, and that's fine. Whatever. Listen, I I like the diversity. Right, like and then the they diversity. have Annika McNutt, who also is another amazing, talented person, and she was doing the interviews with the players and her and their family. And I, I did sort of like to bring on family members just to give them a little, just a little respect because they brought so much of their families that they give them a, just a little bit of like, they they wanted to sort of you know kind of um, instead of just being the player and asking stupid questions, they just they give the they give the the family like one question, and I thought it was just kind of a nice thing to do. It's to show a little respect to 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 the players' families and stuff because it kind of it means so much to them as well. Disagree. Now the questions are always tough because they're always kind of hard to ask and stuff. But Monica Manette did a really good job, and she connected, I think, with with the players and their families more so than anybody else ever did. Especially what's her name that used to do it that that's no longer at ESPN. Um, Andrea Kramer. <laughs> yeah, Andrea Kramer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all in all, like this was I thought this was a really great crew who did and, and did the whole draft and i was i was so much happier watching it with all of them because i thought it was they did a really great job doing that but to your point yeah they still need to make some changes and and mix some stuff up i think and do things differently and just be in the moment like call the call the trade announce it where they're going right now you know like it, it, we don't have to pretend that the indiana pacers are making this trade or making yeah. this draft pick when everybody knows they're not i also think part of the problem Overall, is that fucking Nosferatu has to come out and fucking freak everybody out with every draft pick, and it's just unsettling, and no one like <laughs> knows how to react to that person. They, 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 um, or he or whoever they, they, he, he wasn't jumping the gun this year either. He, he waited until after picks were made. 
So that was even better too, because they, he's not he's not spoiling and, and ruining it and everything. The sort of the surprise of like the next pick, they they did a good job with that too. But then they would talk. But then he would be like, "Oh, so there's a trade happening, you know, Woj? What's going on?" And it's like, Ew. stop doing. You don't need to do this. You're gross. I hate you him. don't you don't need to do that. I would like him if he came out with a different wig for each draft pick. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a, yeah. like a Viking girl wig. <laughs> Like a bit like a prosthetic nose, yeah. A vampire, <laughs> vampire cape. Maybe just, just like, that. He's like, Hello, and for the third. Just like different facial hair that they just glue on the, and off on the, the different Portland parts. Portland Trailblazer select. <laughs> Scoot. <laughs> oh, the one other guy I'm excited about too, Chris. I forgot. Uh, Colby or Kobe? Colby Jones. There's a Colby Jones. Is he related to Kobe Jones? I don't think so. God damn it. Yeah. Maybe he is. I don't know. Shooting guard out of Xavier. And it says he got drafted by Charlotte, but I think he got traded to like the Kings or White something. White guy? Else. Nope. I'm looking at the wrong Colby Jones then. Yeah. It's Xavier? Like a, it's got a, mm. Let's see. Colby Jones, Xavier Athletics. I don't know how you'd find out who his dad is. Uh, <laughs> nah, no, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing cool. He's a king. Mm-hmm. Well, that'll make John happy. <laughs> <laughs> his dad was Chad Jones, played for UAB. Oh, Chad Jones. You know the great Chad Jones. Chad Jones. Uh, you know the draft pick that pissed me off the most? Let's hear it. And then I want to talk some WNBA best. Okay. Uh, it was the one that everyone knew was going to happen like days even before the draft. And when it still happened. And it was Jaime Yazquez. I think is how you pronounce it. Going, going to the fucking Miami Heat. Oh, the, the fucking Cubano. The UCLA guy who, who, who everybody knew like he was a total Miami Heat player. But I don't, I, everyone's like, oh, he's going to be so great. He's going to fit in perfectly. His game is amazing. And never, I'm like, I, he, will he, never play he doesn't look that them. great to me. He like, he looked good in college game. because he could dominate those guys. But he's not athletic enough. He's kind of slow and, and, and uncoordinated or, or his shot. I don't know. The whole thing just to me, just, I, I don't know if this one's going to work out. I don't and normally I don't. Miami, like with their players, they develop guys really well. They do a good job of all that. And they know their players, like who to draft uh, and stuff. I watched it's a more, decent amount of UCLA games. And he sucked. He can't make yeah. he can't make free throws. He's not he wasn't even good where he played. I completely agree. I don't I literally don't think he'll play a a, a single a single play in the NBA. Uh, I mean they'll give him a chance and a run. I just I, I just I don't see it like defensively, offensively. He's, I just don't he's dog I'm not sure how his game's going like to translate. He's a total douche, so. Yeah. Uh if I'm thinking of the right guy. I think I am. You're a UCLA. You're a T guy. Yeah. Mustache, long yeah. dark hair. Yeah, yeah. All right, Chris. Facial, a lot of like weird facial hair, kind of, you know. He's like a, he's like. He's got the mustache and then he's, he's got like, like a, the chin hair, but it's not connected. He's a generational bird man. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> you know how like generational talents come along once in a generation? He's sure. like this generation's bird man. Bird man. Remember bird oh, man? you mean like, uh, what's his name? Bird man. Yeah. The guy that did like meth. Yeah. Kept getting kicked out of the league. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that's what's his name? Birdman. No, that's Delonte West. No, no, Birdman. He would get, he, 
You might know, you know, the dunk guy, the white guy with the mohawk. Yeah, Anderson. Tattoos. Whatever yeah. his name is. Yeah. He got kicked out of the league, yeah. but for drugs, but it was like a class two drug. It was not yeah. weed. So it had to have been like meth or like a, or heroin or something like that. Yeah. All right. It was wild. Anyway, let's talk about WNBA. The New York Liberty, Chris. Mm, they're coming around. So I'm watching a lot of New York, New York Liberty games, and I am still completely fucking confused as to like what works and what doesn't. I think they're still trying to figure it out. I think there isn't an answer. They they are still trying to figure it out. Like I, I watch a couple games. Like they, I watch the the Dream game and a Phoenix game, and like they come out so fast, right? Like the they usually like have the jump to these quick like 10, 15 point leads. Uh, and then they'll blow most of it in the second. And then they come back out like the third and like and start to win again. And it's like I'm trying to figure out like, well, what's the lineup that, that succeeds in that? And I I'm I keep going back to like something you said, which is like Ionescu might be like the it like she might be the issue. Like the she tightens up the team, she takes wild shots, but she also might be the answer. Cause like in a lot of these comebacks, like the one they had against the Mystics, she was kind of crucial. So I don't fucking know. Like I, I'm still I mean, I'm amazed that they could come back from from a, a huge deficit to win against the Mystics. I haven't watched the uh, the Sun game, but like they're clicking. So I think you're right. Like, just let it play itself out mm-hmm. and see what happens. Mm-hmm. I will say, like, having watched most of their games this season, which means I've watched most teams. Like the Liberty games are like getting more and more packed. People are going to these games. Mm-hmm. And not just for Pride Week. Like it's pretty exciting. It's become like a hot ticket. You go to like you see other places like Atlanta or whatever, and they're playing in like smaller arenas, albeit, but the crowds just aren't there. Where I think like suddenly like Liberty games are you know pretty exciting, pretty fun stuff. Yeah, and I mean I, I'm sure it helps that they have you know three of the biggest names in in the sport too right on their team. You know, like well, Jacqueline Jones, I think is my my MVP right now. Yeah, I really do. Like the, the way that she could, like the way she just dominates in the paint, but also can like hit this goofy looking three pointer, like yeah. with regularity. And, and I just feel like she's forced down low, unselfish too. Like she just kind of she she's I think she's she knows I feel like she's shoot. happy in in sort of this role as like maybe not the focal point of the team in the offense, but she's just gonna get her bucket. I think she's the person that causes opposing timeouts more than anyone else on the team. Hmm. Like, there's just, like, we can't stop. Like, she's figured us out. Like, she's just so good in the paint. She's so good mm-hmm. at drop steps. She's so mm-hmm. good at using her offhand. I mean, I just, I, I've, I've got to watch, start watching some other teams other than Texas and, and the Liberty. I still haven't watched an Aces game this year, which will change tonight. Because I'll be up until midnight watching fucking Liberty Aces. Aces? Yeah. Nice. I'll I watch know. that game then. Yeah, it's, I'm super, um, super I think we got to start paying attention to the Washington Mystics here now too. They're seven and three in their last ten games. I, I I'm gonna watch the second half of that game. I only watched the first half, but what they like the way they play is so fun. It's so fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think you got to watch out for them. No. Nah. Okay. I'm. I, I don't know. Is is this still? I mean, are we are are you still thinking this is is it two teams, three team race? Like, are you putting Connecticut in there? I'm not putting Connecticut in there. Okay, I'm not. But I'm. I th- I think there is a third. I think there's a third team. Ooh. And I. But I don't know. I haven't quite figured out who it is. It's I, not Chicago anymore. That's for sure. Yikes! Oof. Yikes! Yeah. 
yeah. Dallas is too inconsistent. I love Dallas, though. I love them. I know you do, I, but I'm just saying, like contender wise, I, I just maybe it's I the Mystics. Know. Maybe it's the Mystics. I th- I think there it's it's I think there's a team. Yeah, I, I just don't know who it is. And honestly, like like the Mystics have Della Don, right? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. She's fucking good. She's amazing. As long that as she stays healthy, the that's the only caveat. Might be the Mystics. Um, those four the, right now, those four teams: Sun, Aces, Liberty, Mystics. Those are like the teams that are like winning. Like they're the like in their last ten, they have winning record. Yeah. So they're clear. They're they might be pulling away from the pack. I just don't want to give up on the Wings yet because I love that team so much. Yeah, don't give up on them. On them. Uh, but just just I think maybe know that they're they're not quite there yet as a contender. Um, well, as a contender, listen, no. again, this, I mean, this is with every team as the season goes on and you get into the second half, like some of these teams will probably like one or two of these teams will probably make a little bit more of a run, right. As, as they, they play together more Dallas is such a young team, you know, with, with not a lot of experience playing together because they, they keep drafting, you know, high draft picks and, and churning the roster over a bit. So they could, they could be a team that comes together in the second half and, and come playoff time. All of a sudden they're like one of the better teams in the league. Yeah. I could I could totally see that probably more so than any other team that's below the Mystics in the standings. Who did the Mercury end up hiring for their coach? Uh, I think just their assistant coach. It was one of their assistants who the, actually the players actually liked and wanted to play for and respect. I fuck fuck the Mercury though. Ooh, I would man. I would hate to fucking coach that team. I don't, uh, don't want to coach Brittany Griner <laughs> at all. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's hard to that. tell because I, I feel like she should be dominating more. And I don't mean just now, like over the years. She should be a little more dominant um, of a player. Like she, she should be one of those type of players that you just think she should be probably winning the MVP every year because she's just putting up incredible numbers. But she just never seems to do that. And I don't know if that's a coaching thing and they, they don't play her right or in positions or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but she's also, I think she's always been overshadowed by with Tarasi and everyone else. And she's never really the, maybe the focal point of the team. But I don't know if that's, again, that's her and her, her, it's her style of play or if that's always been like sort of the team and stuff. Well, maybe now that she only had, gets to fly private planes, she'll do better. Well, she should. The whole fucking league should. Well, there's no, jo- no, no doubt about that. It's fucking insane that they have these professional athletes p- flying commercial airplanes. It's it's absurd. It's absurd. She Griner is actually she's averaging nineteen points a game. She made the All Star team. Yeah. All Star game. Probably not going to watch. Uh, I haven't even actually looked at who the, who all the teams are, but I don't I don't ever like the Sparks, but I like the I like the roster. I don't like the Sparks. I can't even bring myself to watch them. I never can. They got a lot of good players on that team, though. I think Jewel Lloyd might be my favorite player right this minute. Mm, yeah. See, she's like this. So this actually AI this vibes to, to her. I like her. This speaks to Brittany Griner sort of situation too. Is that Joy Lloyd was always overshadowed by Stewie and yeah. Sue Bird? Yeah, like she was always the third right, so she wasn't getting her kind of the. She wasn't sort of have the ball in her hands. She wasn't sort of the focal point of the offenses now. And now that she is, you can see the greatness and, and the talent that she actually is and stuff. And that's that's always a tough thing. I always feel bad for players like that too because that she should have been shining a long time ago. I know, but I mean, come on. It's like the goat and the goat too. I know, I know. Got exactly. to some so, rings. So right. it's, all, it's all good. But yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, totally. I'm but uh, I'm happy for her now that now she's, she's the star of the show now on yeah. that team. And, and already like a face. Like, that's, that's the cool thing about Seattle sports is like they're like, they've won four games, 
but they're like, we got our, we got our person. We we're locked in jewel. Like, mm. jewel you know what I mean? Like the fan yeah. base is in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Pretty dope. Right. And they can build from here now with her around her man. WNBA basketball is fun. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, Seattle sports. Yeah. Um, to come I think home. I just, uh, I don't know if I, I can't love, I didn't think I could love him anymore as a, as a basketball player. Um, but apparently someone interviewed Brooke Lopez and they were like, what's your, where your, what would the ideal place for you to play right now would be? He did not say. And Seattle. he said, well, ideally I would like to play in Seattle. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Fuck you. Nosferatu. I shit on your grave, David Stern. <laughs> Wouldn't he look good in Seattle? Like, you know, the, t- or the I Kelly like, Green. I like that like, he gets to just do whatever the fuck he wants. He's like, I got my chip. Yep. I'm the most in-demand player, and I, I don't care about your rings. I want Apparently. a fucking, <laughs> I want a three-year contract. Houston's going to pay him a shitload of money. Oh, it's great. He's getting uh, paid. He's, it's awesome for him. He's gets Actually, the fucking, Nets, the fucking Nets should bring him back. Be fun. We loved him. It was fun. I cheered for Brooke. I mean, be Brooke so Lopez. Great. Brooke Lopez flying a kite. That was the date that Kristen chose. <laughs> we, get, we could actually make that happen then. In I Prospect bet, Park. <laughs> I bet you that's where she envisioned it too. Oh yeah, for sure. God. I'm cucking <laughs> out on that one. Uh, one last thing on the NBA draft because I forgot to mention it. <laughs> kite cuck. Be careful. That's wait, kite, kite, cuck. Just so in case anybody misheard that. <laughs> oh boy. If Ooh, anybody, listen, if anybody listened, we'd be canceled. Uh, NBA you're, draft. You're listening to uh, telekinetic radio. <laughs> Ultramagnetic radio. <laughs> Magnetic, electric, magnetic, electromagnetic radio.com. Uh, oh man, right, I we'll forgot. To, I got, forgot to bring up the whole the the final stage of the uh, Antonio Brown owns a owns an arena football team scandal that I oh should have been God. talking about this whole time, but I didn't. Uh, but but Thanks. but Bill Schreiber's been keeping me abreast. It's uh, crazy now. This well, is insane. Yeah, I saw the interview. Lost the team. He lost the team. Yeah, they took they, it away. Yeah, they're like you're not in the league anymore. Anyway, yeah. uh, we can talk about more more about that. It's not pressing news or anything. This is the right. last thing on on the draft. I wanted to get your opinion. We have two minutes. Um, there's this this con this idea that like drafting older players, play seniors or juniors, is mm-hmm. like a, a negative, right? But what mm-hmm. I don't understand is why it's a negative. A because like in the same breath of these like talking heads that are like, oh, he's too old or whatever. You want something young, like someone you can build, whatever. They're the same people that are like talking about Dame Lillard's value, a pl- a fourth year senior, so mm-hmm. who's like now the hot ticket in free agency. Mm-hmm. I Buddy Heald also came out late, still mm-hmm. a, a much desired player. I, what I don't understand is like if you're working off of a rookie contract, doesn't it behoove you to have an older, more experienced player that can make an impact earlier? So they, especially with all these cap issues, that you can have like a good, more vet, not level, but like you know, more experienced player playing early. And often to get the most value out of a rookie contract. Am I crazy? Yes. No, that, that's what teams like the Lakers and, and, and well, that's what kind of Denver has done the last couple of years. And they've got guys who are playing, you know, as rookies in the, in the finals. Yeah. But so d- that's what the Lakers and so teams and, and, and Portland should be doing. So then is, why it, is like every fucking, I'm lit, lit, I'm not joking when I say like every draft or every like 
you know, youth basketball podcast that I listen to, whatever youth, call you know, like all those guys that are like talking about, you know, kids in uniforms, uh, they're, <laughs> they're, they're always like, well, he's, he's too old, you know, like they passed on cause he's not raw enough. Like they want like a, you know, right. they want the higher ceiling, the higher ceiling, but like the higher ceiling, what happens is, is like you get with a higher ceiling playing player from what I, from what I see is like you get like, then that's how the Pelicans get Brandon Egram. Like that, right. like not the Lakers. They yeah, didn't get the, exactly. the best years of Brandon Ingram. Right. They got fucking no years of Brandon Ingram. And now the Pelicans are like, we have this player who's probably better than Zion. And that's because he, they, they, he took, he was a slow build. They, they thought, sure, the ceiling was there. Yeah. You just have to wait and be patient, but no teams can be patient. It's crazy. So yeah, I think it's a two part problem. Either be patient, be willing to pay the money or bury your player and then pay them the super max. Like, you know, four years into their contract or try drafting somebody with a little more experience. I, I think hence every UConn player that gets drafted and ends up in the finals. Yeah, totally. Right. Um, and I think, I think you might start seeing that change now because of these new I, the stuff I've been reading about, like with the new CBA and stuff for basket for, for yeah, the that's NBA my point. is, is that yeah, in those cap. trades, the, the guys were just, they're just shedding salaries now because they can't afford to keep all these guys. Yeah. So I think within probably two or three years, I think teams might start realizing that that these draft picks are a little more valuable to keep and, and to draft those kind of guys that you're talking about that they could probably play a little sooner and rely on a little more. Yeah, ready now players, not these unicorns. Right, right, exactly. And like, or you could do both. Like if you like one, you could shoot for the moon, but you got to have a little bit of balance. And so one thing I never, I, I sort of, I never, I, I sort of don't respect LeBron for is that he never wants to play with like these rookies and gets rid of draft picks. Cause they always want uh, veterans and stuff, but the veterans are, they get old and they get slow and they break down. Well, that's like, why I want that's youth. Why I, that's why I think Dame should just stay in Portland and be yeah. like, and be like, I'm like, he's 33. The next yeah. three years, we're going to make like, by the time I'm 36, by the time I'm Chris Paul, end of his peak age. Yeah. We'll have fucking scoot in the place. We'll have Simons in place. We'll have, Maybe one more great player, and I'll bring and, over Draymond. And, like, and they and, and, and they drafted in the end of the first round. They drafted Chris Murray out of Iowa, who's who's an older. I think he was a senior. And let's run it. Like yeah. I don't understand why Damon just doesn't want to run it. Like go stay with the fucking squad. Be weird. You're not going to be a contender anywhere you go. Brooklyn or Miami, maybe, but a doubtful. So fucking stay with stay with the squad and be stoked that you have fucking great young talent around you that are only going to fucking respect you. Yeah, and that, I, I, th- yeah, the one caveat to that is that, is the team does need to, to to try to make a few more moves just Draymond. to get a little more talent. Draymond, on the team. they don't have to get the all star. Draymond, yeah, whatever. Draymond. I don't, you know, Draymond. sure, fine. Draymond, Brooke, get Brooke fucking Lopez on that fucking team. Yeah, you know, like that's what I mean. Like get Grant Williams. Like get a couple of these guys. You don't, and I get that's rid the of thing. Ner- shed, shed Nurkic, get Valanciunas. Yeah, and that's what uh, that's what. <laughs> sure, yeah. Fine, dude. Just do something different. Try something different. Don't keep sticking with the same guys Tobias like Harris, Bulls do. Tobias Harris is the, meant for Portland. He was. Oh, you know, he was born. Be, he was born to play in Portland. I want to be bad at all. Right. I don't know who you trade for him, but um, a fucking couple first. Who cares? No, no, you're not getting a couple first from Tobias. I think that expiring is worth something. Yeah, but Simons? it's not worth that. Can we have Simons? No, I don't think Simons. Uh, Simons is too much. Nurkic. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we've gone way over. This was a fun one, Chris. Uh, we ha- got there eventually. <laughs> happy Fourth Fourth of America, every American. Hey, 
You're a grand old flag. You're a high flying flag. I said flag. <laughs> Fl- flag. Uh, all right. Have a good one, buddy. Okay, bye. <laughs>